And we're live. Good evening, lunatics. <clears throat> Welcome Good. to the show. It's Friday night. It's Friday night. Eight, eight o'clock. Grab a drink. Sit back. <laughs> enjoy. Um, I, just you know, got back, I just got back from eating a rack of baby back ribs mm, at the barbecue shop. Yeah. Well, I was talking to somebody today, and I said, you know, this Friday night thing may work out because we're so much closer to the action. I think we're going to be a little more spicy. But it, but when do it on Sunday night, you know, we get time we, to decompress. Calm down, yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, and it's Sunday. We're respecting the Sabbath, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so tonight we can just be heathens, okay? So, yeah. Friday um, night. So, we'll see how it goes. It is an interruption, though. I, I, it, I wasn't thinking. I'm like, well, let's go to dinner tonight. Mary Lee goes, don't you have a podcast? I'm like, yeah, I do. I do. So, anyway. Um, we'll get you. All right. So, uh, as normal, we're brought to you by Pittsburgh Power, uh, the the OPS and Max Mileage products. Uh, sold an OPS today. So, if you if you need an OPS, hit us up. If you need Max Mileage, uh, go onto the website, go to the store, make your purchase. If you want to come through West Virginia and pick it up, or we can ship it to you, whichever you want. Um, make sure. <clears throat> just a note: if you order an OPS, remember that you have to select in the drop-down what kind of engine you have because if you're buying the starter kit, you have to put what engine you have so that they know what kind of kit to send with you because you don't want to, you know, have a Mercedes kit show up for your Caterpillar. That ain't going to work. So you got to pay attention to the details. Um, so we Speak, have... Speaking of OPS, mm -hmm. I think we should go ahead and announce now that next Friday night... Let's do our OPS updated uh, podcast. Okay. So let it be written. Let it be written. It shall be. <clears throat> well, it's been 40, 40 episodes since we did episode 108. On yeah, OPS. and we never have done one on actually how to how to do the lab samples, the, the maintenance schedule, and all, you know, all the other things. We, we talked about the benefit of the system, but how to implement it, how to have, how to have a, a, a maintenance schedule what the intervals are, what you should do, all that sort of stuff. We'll add that to it. So, did you know Willie Nelson's in the audience tonight? Well, listen, I bet Willie's having a good time. Yeah, we listen. We we we've upped our game. Have you ever heard that song? Have you ever heard that song Toby Keith wrote? I'll never yeah, I'll never smoke really again. Really again. Yeah. <laughs> have you heard the story behind that song? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I heard there was a story. Uh, about Snoop Dogg and Willie in some foreign country, and they got all smoked up, and they were both hungry for Kentucky Fried Chicken, and apparently they both put their hand in the bucket at the same time, and Willie told Snoop, he's like, listen, you go ahead and have it. You know? <laughs> well, they were at some award show, he and Toby Keith, and they, they it was getting really long, so they went out in Willie's bus and started, you know, uh, doing their thing, and they and they one of them got an award, and they weren't in there for it. They were... Uh, yeah, where's where the song came from, by the way. So, all right, so we have development. <clears throat> we have a new sponsor that we want to tell you guys about, and I'm, I'm kind of excited about this because, uh, you know, Larry, as he's said many times, uh, had never heard a podcast until he was on one, and I've been a podcast junkie probably since about 2009, 2010, and um, uh, this podcast reached out to us and uh, we started looking and I thought, man, you know, this is something that I would love because I love stories. I'm very curious. I'm always asking, well, I wonder what that, what's that like? How's that work? And um, of course, since I quit driving, 
I have very little time to listen to podcasts. I, matter of fact, I'm looking forward to uh, grass mowing weather coming back because that's the only time I get to listen to a podcast. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to play y'all a little something, and then we will bring on the podcast host to talk about it for a minute. So here now we we, to, we probably need to, to to point this out. Our sponsor really has nothing to do with trucking per se. Okay, right. um, so it's not going to be what you expect. But he does since it is a podcast, he does have truck listeners, and I think he's trying to grow that uh, that demographic. So yeah. anyway, go ahead. So here we go. We've got to have ambulances and police out here right away. What's There's going on? A car wreck. A girl is hanging by her leg from the telephone pole wire. Her mom is over here in the bar pit. Her dad's over by the car. There's multiple people hurt. I'm going to get okay. the ambulance and everything head in that direction. I'm going to get more information from you. We're going to need several ambulances. How many people? How many people are here? At least three. You, you really need to hurry. There is a girl hanging by her broken leg from the telephone wire. Who's my county guy? And Scott John, uh, Scott Johnson, welcome to the Blue Ribbon Podcast. Hey, guys. Host of What Was That Like Podcast. So I guess first we've got to know, um, you had told us that you had another podcast that had to do with computers and stuff you work. How did you come up with this idea? Well, I, I started listening to podcasts way back when, but um, I found that the podcasts that I enjoy the most are the ones where people are telling a story. And especially if it's a true story or something really unusual, you know, that, that eliminates, that eliminates all truck drivers right there. Okay. <laughs> well, they can try something new, I guess. Um, so, I, you know, I looked around for stories or for podcasts like that, and I didn't really find any that were doing it that way, or at least not the way I would do it. So I already knew how to do a podcast. I've been doing a podcast for my business already since 2012. And I figured, okay, well, I'll just, I'll just do it myself. So I started looking around for people with these weird stories to, to talk to. So how did you find them? Well, when I first started, I made a list of people or a list of situations that I wanted to, to hear about, like somebody that got struck by lightning or somebody that uh, got attacked by an animal or, you know, just a variety of things like that. And I just started searching for news stories and, finding people's names and trying to, trying to find the person. And, and, uh, the, I mean, the very first. Episode Texas who accidentally killed someone and she told that whole story. And, uh, yeah, you're, you're scrolling through my recent episodes there. You can see some of the titles. Those are some of the stories that we've talked about recently. Um, so what's it, so when you find someone that has a story like this, is it hard to get them to come one and, and be open and, and tell that story? Or, or do you find they're like, they're eager to get the story out? It's quite a mix. Um, it's for some people, it depends on how far in the past it happened as well. Uh, for some people, it's still just too fresh or or too traumatic that they really can't talk about it yet for other people. It's, you know, they have a, they have a cause, a mission. They want to get the word out. 
you know, I, I had, I talked with a, a man named um, Travis and he lost his 16 year old son to an asthma attack. And when we sat down to record, it had only happened six weeks before. Wow. And I asked him, you know, is this, should we wait? Is this too soon? And, but he, the reason he wanted to do that was because his son was an organ donor and he wanted to get, and his son in his death had saved people's lives and he wanted to get the word out and raise awareness about organ donation. Hmm. And so that made it important to him, even though it was still, I mean, he was crying within three minutes of our conversation, Yeah, sure. which is certainly understandable, you know? Do you, um, do you have people reaching out to you to tell stories or are you, are you, is it mixer you're, you're seeking them out or they're coming to you now? When I first started it, I was always looking in the news, always looking for stories and reaching out to people. But I've been doing this four and a half years now. And at this point, the audience is big enough that the stories, a lot of them are listeners coming to me with, Hey, you know, maybe this would be a good story for the show. So that's why I get a lot of them now. Yeah, that's fascinating. Um, I had, when, when you first had emailed me, I, um, you know, I'm just, I was covered up busy and I didn't have time to listen. So I called my best friend who's still driving and I'm like, Hey, I need you to get to listen to this podcast for me because we're both podcast junkies. And, and, uh, I don't remember which episode it was, but he was like, well, you better have a box of tissues handy. You know, if you're going <laughs> to listen to this podcast and I'm like, Oh, Okay. You know, and mm-hmm. he's like, no, it's really well done. And I got into, of course, when I first got into podcasting, it was all political stuff, you right. know, and uh, about 2009, I was ready to drive my truck off a bridge if I heard one more political thing. And I was like, wait a minute, there's there's other podcasts that don't talk about politics. And um, so I started getting into stuff of that. And then I found the Serial podcast a few years oh. ago when they first came out. And I mean, man, you talk about getting you hooked in. You know, and you're just you're just waiting for that next episode. When's it going to come? You know, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm such a binge listener. There's times I have to wait for either a season of a television show to be finished, or the podcast is all done because I cannot have it stop. And then there's like, wait, where, where's the, where's the next episode? You know, because I've got to start it and just go and go and go and go. Yeah, um, Larry, did you know that there's a podcast about Bardstown, Kentucky, and that lady that that went missing down there a few years ago? Had no idea. I'm a Listen. podcast virgin. <laughs> well, there's a fascinating one about Bardstown, Kentucky. <clears throat> okay. Um, so Scott, you've uh, you, you've been doing this. Is this this is kind of I guess a labor of love for you? Um, this is something you do for free energy. Are you still doing the other podcast too? No, I on my my business podcast. It's, I have a computer business, and I did about 450 episodes, I guess, of that. That was just computer tips and tricks, you know. And, uh, but I had to kind of put that on the side because this one is getting bigger and taking more of my time and there's only 24 hours in a day. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we're glad to have you on board as a sponsor. Uh, so you guys go over and check out the, what was that like podcast? We'll be, uh, showing you some clips, uh, for the next couple of episodes and, um, y'all go check him out and, uh, let us know what you think. Uh, it, it looks like a really fascinating project. So I'm looking forward to listening to some as well. So Scott, thank you for being with us. Glad and to be it's here. It's time for us to move on with the lunatic show and, um, we'll talk to you next time. All right. Thanks guys. Thanks, Thanks Scott. Scott. See you soon. <clears throat> Did I ever tell you about the, um, the, the 
the, the truck accident that occurred while I was in orientation at Transport America? Yes, you did. Why don't you tell the audience? Should I tell that story? I might get on, on uh, Scott's podcast here. <laughs> um, so I'm, um, I'm at um, orientation in, um, oh, what's Indiana? the name? Yeah, what's that? It's Exit 29. What's that town right there? I can't think of the name of the North town. North of uh, Louisville. Yeah, yeah, Exit 29. There's a, there's a, I can't think of the name of the town. Um, anyway, there's a, a hotel that I think it's called the, the Marietta Inn or something like that. Yeah. That's where they housed us for the orientation, okay? And so, um, of course, it's, it's August, you know, um, and um, we're, um, we all, after, after class, we would come back to the hotel and we sit around the pool and do our homework because we always had this, these assignments at night to do, you know? So we would, uh, and there's about 20 of us in the class, I guess, something like that, 25 maybe. And so we would all sit around the pool and we, they, we bring out, we get something to eat and sit there and do our homework. So it's Wednesday night. Um, we've been there since Monday <clears throat> and we're doing our homework there. It's, it's dinner time and, and, um, and all of a sudden we hear this ungodly scream and this noise. And of course it's, it's, it's right off the, it's right on the, I mean, the interstate is right over the, the little hill there from the pool, you know? So we walk over there and, uh, somebody had jumped off the overpass in front of a truck and committed suicide. Wow. And of course we're all there (laughs) brand new to the business getting into I just got my CDL a month earlier, you know, welcome to trucking, <clears throat> welcome to trucking. And, uh, in my short 10 or 12 years of driving, I rolled out, I was the first on the scene at two different fatality accidents. Of course, driving at night all night, that's not hard to do, but so anyway, that's how I started off my illustrious career was with a, a, uh, a, a death by truck accident. I think I only, I know the, the, the one that sticks in my mind the most was uh, <clears throat> New Year's Eve. I think it was going into 2000 or 2000, 2001, going into 2001. This was New Year's Eve. I was in Iowa on I-80. I was going east, and it was snowing like crazy. The road was super slick. And at whatever part this was, somewhere near Des Moines, there was a big concrete wall in the middle. And I see this blinking red light that just, you just, once you see it, you know, it's out of place. And I was like, okay, whatever that is, it shouldn't be there. So I start slowing down. And as I come up on it, I realize it's a pickup truck, a Chevrolet pickup truck turned upside down, laying up against the median. So I slow down and I stop and I get out and there's a, an older Asian guy. He's probably in his fifties. And I walk up, and he's getting his wife through the back window of the pickup truck. He's getting her out, and it's super cold. And Well, he turns around and says something to me, and he smelled like a brewery. I mean, this guy was shit-faced completely. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay. So we take the wife, and we put her up in my truck so she can get out of the cold. And um, he... uh, so he turned around and I'm, I'm kind of looking him over and I'm like, well, are you okay? And he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. 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 And I said, well, what happened? And he goes, Oh, I come down a hill and I'll flip over. And I, <laughs> it took every muscle in my face to not just die because I mean, when he said that I, I wanted to over. Laugh. I flip over, flip over. And, uh, 
so you know the, somebody had already called the cops so the, the cop yeah. finally the the iowa state trooper finally shows up well he hit the brakes about 30 yards and then skidded about 30 yards past us and so he backs up and he's talking to me and i said look oh boy sloshed he's trashed and i'm like so you probably gonna have to get out your your measuring device and he goes uh well how drunk is he and I said, well, he came down the hill, and he said, uh, he fripped over, and the cops started cracking up. And I'm like, I just wanted you to I wanted you to hear that first so that you, when you walk up to him and he tried to tell you what happened, you would be prepared to thank me. Thank me for my service. <laughs> Goodness uh, sake. Wow. Um, well, we've had, a, we've had an interesting week. Um, you know, the market <laughs> is – I mean, we had a couple of trucks that exceeded um, the uh, the the numbers, you know, uh, and then we had a couple that were like, if you you're kind of in an environment right now where, as long as you do everything right, you're probably going to be okay. But if you make one mistake, I mean, we had a guy make a mistake, a, a planning mistake on Sunday night, and it has chased him all week long because. When we're ahead of the market, you know, and I can get you booked out three or four days and some direct customer freight, everything's been fine. But, buddy, Georgia, just, just y'all just stay out of Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, which I, I, I'm figuring part of that is because everybody, you know. Everybody's uh, down there. Everybody's down there. Everybody's a bunch of candy asses. They don't want to get cold. They don't <laughs> want to be in the snow. Um, but uh, Georgia has been a nightmare for the last three weeks, trying to get loads out of Georgia to pay anything. And, and of course, every load is going to Georgia. I'm like, well, Georgia, what the hell are y'all doing? You know, because everything is going down there and nothing's coming out. It's like Florida has moved north. Um, but, you know, we've had a good week um, other than, listen, I'm going to do this delicately, okay, because I don't want to um, – I don't want to be a complete jackass, okay? The reason this program exists, okay, is so that you can either come here as a driver or you can get into the mentoring program and we can teach you the basics of business that happen everywhere in every other business. You know, our guest just talked about having a computer business. You know, our, our, well, I have friends that have a, a shop businesses, and I have friends that are the chiropractor. They all have businesses, and and all businesses are run like businesses. But no, not in trucking. But we you we come here and we give you step by step. Here's what you need to do. Here's the habits that you need to create so that you can have a successful business. Um, and we make it pretty simple. And we we've we've had some people that just can't follow some simple directions like. Scan a fuel receipt. I'm not asking you to cure cancer. I'm asking you to scan a fuel receipt. I'm asking you to log your fuel receipt into fuel gauges. I'm asking you um, to, good God, we're getting this again. Chris, your mic volume is very low. Larry's is very loud. Y'all, this, this system is driving me crazy because I turned myself up. But now Rod just says it's perfect on his end. Can it be what they're listening to is on it a platform? Well, it very well could be um, because there are times when. Um, so, so Rod, uh, what platform are you listening to us on? 
who was said that? Oh, uh, no, Rod, Park, Rod Park, Well, it's Park, and Park's the one that said it was low. Yeah. So, Park, what are you? Park's how are listening you? only on YouTube. Rod's yeah. listening on YouTube. John says it sounds good. Will says see, it sounds good. I don't see Park saying YouTube. Yeah, his uh, the YouTube little thing in his profile picture. Oh, I YouTube see. Okay. okay, I see that now. Okay, I got you. I got right. you. Richie says it sounds good. Okay. Anyway, back to my point. Um. Now listen, this the Scott guy was here earlier tonight. He's a professional podcast. His shit sounds good. Okay, we're trying to figure out how to make our stuff sound like him. I hesitated bringing him on because he may, you know, he's a professional. He does all this stuff right. We just throw it together, have a beer and, and a bourbon, and just talk. So anyway, you get what you get. So you know, oh, what was it the uh, the trainer, uh, the gym, the the trainer at the gym told me the other day. We're in there. And we were talking about business and, and, and not just business, but discipline, because, you know, if I'm going to do this training and working out thing, I have to do it right. And I have to follow the steps and I have to follow his directions. And, and he get, and he looks around at all the equipment and he points to all the equipment. And he says, the details bring out the details. And of course he's, he's, he's a bodybuilder. I mean, he's, <clears throat> you know, he can't put his arms down. And I went, okay, yeah, we're going to own that. I said, I'm, I'm taking that. I'm putting it in my pocket. It's going to be on the podcast this weekend. The details bring out the details. The number of people that we run into, that we talk to, well, what's your fuel mileage? I don't know. Well, what was your percentage? Uh, what was your fuel percentage of revenue? Uh, I don't know. What was, how much did you spend on maintenance last year? I don't know. I, if you don't know your numbers, you don't have a business. You have a very expensive hobby that's going to bankrupt you. And we had a conversation with uh, uh, someone a few weeks ago, and you know they had like a $4,000 truck payment and like $900 insurance, and they're wanting Larry to give them a recommendation for a CPA. I said, well, what you need is a bankruptcy attorney. <laughs> uh, she didn't appreciate that, but I didn't care. I'm like, that's what you need. You need a bankruptcy attorney because you are uh, probably about to be bankrupt, foreclosed on, repossessed, because you can't do stupid stuff like this and say, we had to buy this truck. No, you didn't. You didn't have to buy a 200, whatever it was, $220,000 truck to do the same job that our $5,000 truck will do. The kingpin hooks just the same. To our $5,000 truck is it does it at $200,000 truck with that 4300 whatever dollar truck payment. Oh, we had to buy this. No, you didn't. Stop making these BS excuses to excuse what you want to do rather than what you need to do for the health of your business. If you want to stay in business. Now, you know, uh, if you want to, um, you know, I mean, keep going, live in the delusion. Uh, Scott, is that a big bunk owner? No. No, no. no, W9, just probably yeah. a, a, a studio, not a big bunk. I, look, I can understand, like if you're doing A&E or you're, uh, you're a bed bugger um, and, you, and you're literally living in your truck for months at a time or you're doing freight like with the, the military stuff where you cannot stop at the truck stop. You have to have your shower with you, and you're making enough money. Come on now, let's be honest. But when you are out here hauling freight and paying $200,000 for a truck because you wanted it, 
not because you needed it. You made up a bullshit excuse that says, oh, I needed this truck so I could be comfortable. Well, well I don't know how comfortable you're going to be in bankruptcy because that I, sucks. I've done that before. But here, here again, we'll get, we're going to get criticized for telling people how to, you know, that you can't do business in this business with it when they have a nice truck. But that's not at all what we're saying. In, the, in this case, you know, these people had a decent truck. And they were afraid that the repairs were going to cost them so much that they couldn't keep it. So they traded it off and spent $220,000 on a truck that they, now they can't keep. So th that our point is this. If you can go write a check for it and justify the expense, I don't care what you drive. Okay? But if you are having trouble staying in business, that's the last thing you need to do is have a $4,000 a month truck payment. You know, it, it, you can't start out at the top. That's exactly what everybody who got in the business in 2021 did. They started out at the top of the market with the top of the equipment. And now it's gotten to be uh, normal again. And none of that works anymore. You know, now it'd be different if they'd been in business for 20 years. And they decide now, had they done that, I doubt they'd have bought that truck in 2021 because prices were 50% higher than they would have been if they'd waited or done it earlier. But the, but either way, you, you, you can't, you can't go into debt like that and start a business, not this business. And so, uh, that's what we keep trying to get people to, but everybody thinks that there's only one way to do this. And that's to go out here and lease a new truck or a newer truck, or just because you think your business model will throw off enough profit to make the payment, I'm going to get that. It doesn't work. I watched a YouTube video just this afternoon. Not It was a TikTok, 60 seconds. It was about a guy who got talked into get, investing in the trucking business, and in six months he was, got, he was gone. And he had money. Mm -hmm. Okay? And he went on to explain exactly why. Because he knew nothing about it. And it was nothing like what he was told it was going to be. Duh. Okay. So, guys, if you, first of all, there's no, it's not automatic that if you're a truck driver, that you're going to be a truck owner. I know that pisses people off. It's like, well, I don't have the opportunity. Well, look, that's true. Okay. If, if the opportunity is only available to you by you doing a predatory leasing or predatory financing deal, that's not an opportunity. That's just a disaster. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you cannot save the money to get in business without borrowing money, don't do it. You, you're, it's not automatic that you're going to own a truck because if you don't have the money to buy a truck, that tells me you don't have the discipline to stay in business and save the money to build up a maintenance fund or whatever. I, I, there's, a, there's a BCO that follows us on TikTok, and I don't know why he hates us both. Um, and and every, every post that he comments on, he calls the charlatans. Okay. All right, Cupcake. Who's the charlatan? Is it is it the person that tells you, uh, well, whatever you want, sweetheart, whatever makes you happy, you know, sure, go sign that lease deal, go into a bunch of debt to buy a truck in in an inflated market, 
Um, who exactly is the charlatan there? You know, all I'm trying to do is keep people from going through what I went through. Um, and, you know, and I've got, I've still got all the settlements and receipts. I can show you that I could book all the loads. I had, I had great revenue numbers. My revenue numbers were fantastic. My expense numbers were a disaster. Our spending was out of control. Every other thing except picking up and delivering loads was a disaster. But, buddy, I was good at picking up and delivering loads, you know. So I was a great truck driver, and I was a terrible business owner. And it's just fascinating to me to watch people not only encourage bad behavior, stupid behavior, risky decisions, but then be like, well, how dare you? Uh, how dare you question someone's stupid decisions? I'm, I, well, because I've lived the consequences, that, because I've lived through it, and my wife and kids lived through it, and you know, extended family members lived through it. Uh, that's why I question it. That's why I call it out. That's why I say it's dumb. This is a fantastic industry. Um, I wouldn't be in it if I didn't like it. Uh, and it's a fantastic way to make money. Like Larry has said, it's the easiest money he's ever made in his life. But business is business. Doesn't matter if you're a plumber, a contractor, you're running a, a bakery, a restaurant, a computer business, whatever it is. But you have to actually run a business. But there's so many of you, you're not running a business, you have a hobby, and you, you, you identify with your big hood, and you identify with your chrome, and you identify with the engine. Oh, I'm a cat man. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Detroit guy. Shut up. Just give me the one that is the least, uh, uh, the most efficient and the least expensive to run. That's why we run Detroit's. My, my blood's not green. I don't give a shit. I don't care what color the, the engine is. I need an engine that, that will pull the trailer down the road and do so efficiently. And there's not, hardly, there's not many more engines that do it better than a Detroit 60 series. That's why we use them. I like Freightliners not because they're pretty, not because they're comfortable, because they're cheap, and they're super, super easy to work on. So, uh, <clears throat> well, we the the other problem is 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 that we um, uh, we don't mince words. You know, we step on a lot of toes here. Um, people tend to want to defend their. Um, you know, their poor decisions because they don't want to admit that they're bad decisions. So they're going to defend it. And of course, uh, I, the, the few, I don't do this much because, um, number one, Chris tells me not to. And number two, it, uh, it pisses me off, but, uh, I read some comments this week. Cause I was curious about some things. And, uh, the two things I see more often than not is that people associate us with Landstar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they, for some reason they think we're Landstar recruiters. Uh, believe me, I tell you this, I, I, I don't give a crap if you come. I'd prefer you not come to Landstar. Okay. Uh, you know, it's, we got a good thing going here. You, you guys that come in here, screw it up. Just like the ones who want the, the load board changed. Okay. Um, so, uh, be best if y'all just stayed away. So I don't really care that you come to Landstar. We chose to come here because that's the best thing for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but so the, the charlatan has to do with the 35% more often than not. The other thing they hear is they hear that we pay our drivers 25% of gross and they can't compare apples and apples. They compare apples and grapes, you know, <laughs> and they, and they can't figure that 25%, you know, um, you know, they, they, they only hear part of it 
they make a lot of assumptions. They don't put in any effort to try to find out what the, the rest of the story is. They hear it in 60 seconds or whatever long a TikTok is. Uh, that TikTok idea, whatever the one it, it, that that um, it, it, it's made us rounds again recently. Which one was it, Chris? Uh, oh, the 1.8 million mile. No, I no, not that one. Not that one. There's one after. There's one after that where. Oh, I was I, I was talking about how 25 percent. Oh, right. people were going to lose it. That that kind of made us rounds again. So I started reading the comments. <clears throat> there was like I don't know. There was like 160 comments on that, and I, I read every one of them, and I bet you all but four of them. Had no, did did not understand at all what the, what the, uh, you know what the thing was about because they all they did was attach it to assumptions, um, but anyway it doesn't matter. Uh, the, the 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 our story here and what we try to do here is is to present you with an alternative way of getting into business where this what happened in 2022, and what's happening now does not put you out of business. Every day you can go on the Facebook groups every day. There's one night, right? I read it right before I came on the air. She's selling a truck. Now she doesn't want to tell why, but you know, you can read between the lines. Okay. Uh, and, and, and it every day on and on and on and on and on. I'm getting out of this business. I'm doing something else. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know, that, that people cannot function in this economic environment because their business model was not set up properly. It was set up on, 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 on unrealistic expectations. In all of history, 2021 was the best year ever in recorded truck history, industry history. It will never be that way again, yet thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people started businesses in 2021 as that being the baseline. Okay? Now, those people all have to go away, and they will. And when that all goes away, your rate problems are going to come, will be resolved. But it's not got anything to do with the broker. It's not got anything to do with the carrier. It's not got anything. You know, it's simply because too many people are in this industry that don't need to be here. And I can't do anything about that. I'm just trying to get people who want to listen to this and pay attention to not make those mistakes. Okay. I, I, I don't care if you call me a charlatan. I don't care what you call me. Okay. But one day you'll call me and thank me that, and we, and listen, we get them. I get emails every week. I was almost going to buy a truck and I found you guys. Thank God I didn't do what I was getting ready to do. You know, we hear this over and over and over again, which gives me the confidence to keep on going. Not like I need it. I mean, the confidence to me is proven in the proof of concept that we've done. I've been doing this since 2008. You know, I went through the 2009, um, uh, bloodbath and the two foot 2014. And now again, now the 2022 I've been through those and I know what it's like and I know how to run a business because business is business. All right. I've, you've heard me say a million times, you go to McDonald's and find the owner if you can find him. Cause all that's mm -hmm. there are, are teenagers, but if you can find him and you ask him what a ketchup packet costs, he will tell you to the 10th of a penny, what it costs. You find a truck driver, a truck owner at the TA parking lot and ask him what his fuel mileage is and he'll pull it out of his ass because he has no idea. Mm -hmm. And that's his number one expense. So that's the problem. People don't take this business seriously because, you know, it, it's, it's, look, I, I hate my job so much. I'll do anything to buy a truck. And when I get a truck, I'm my own boss. I can do what I want to till the money runs out or till the truck breaks down. 
So anyway, we probably got some questions we need to answer, Chris. Uh, let's start with this one. Dwayne Hillsman. Sorry if this is a dumb question, but I always wondered, when you file your annual report, do you file the net amount after Landstar cut to the truck or the gross amount before their cut and deduct their percentage as an expense? Okay, first thing I want to hit here is Landstar gives us 65% of their money, right? So I'm, 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 not trying to, I'm not trying to be a smartass, but you, there is no land taking, so the 35% cannot be an expense. We're not paying Landstar. Landstar pays the truck per the contract 65% of the line haul, 65% of some accessorials, 100% of some accessorials, and 100% of the fuel surcharge. There is no taking 35%. It's Landstar giving 65% of the rate. So well, let, well, let me let me address this. Okay. First of all, I don't know what the term annual report means. Annual report is what a corporation files with their state every year. To stay registered as an as a as a, as a corporation in the state, so I don't think that's what you mean because there's no financial reporting in an annual report. <clears throat> if you're talking about your tax return, um, it doesn't matter. Okay, uh, I I do it. I I keep track of the Landstar deduction because I like to be able to prove to people that's not thirty five percent. Okay. But right. it doesn't if you if you report gross revenue to the IRS and take the thirty five percent or whatever the hell it is out of the gross, you're going to report the the the, the difference and that the net. Uh, that's what you pay tax on. If you just report the net and don't report the gross, it's the same. It doesn't matter. The ten ninety nine you get from Landstar is going to be the net number. You're not going to get a ten ninety nine from Landstar showing you what the gross revenue is. I keep that because I do that internally in my books from our rate cons. Okay. But I do it because I want to illustrate how much of our revenue went to Landstar so that I can prove to people that it's not 35%. In fact, it's actually 29%. Okay. Correct. <clears throat> so, uh, but from the IRS standpoint, it does, it's a wash. It's a wash. You're, if you report, the gross revenue, you can show the Landstar um, deduction or percentage as a cost of goods, okay? Or you can just report the net. It doesn't matter. Now, if you're a corporation, okay, <clears throat> you're going to have your 1099 or you're going to have your year-to-date uh, summary off your last settlements. Just, that's going to be the documentation that you're going to go by. So the gross is not going to be there anyway. Um, so I don't know that it matters and I don't, I think you're making too big of a deal out of this. It, it doesn't affect it one iota, however you want to do it. I like to do it from gross because again, I like to know what that percentage actually is because when I get in an argument with, um, morons, I can prove to them what I'm talking about. <clears throat> Does that make sense, Dwayne? Yeah. He, and he followed up and said he was talking about the tax return. Right. So if you're taking your stuff to a CPA or to a tax accountant, you only have to take them what the net is. The, the, other, the other would be for your information only. And it'd be extra work for them. You have to pay them to do it. So I don't think I'd recommend doing that. So <clears throat> Now, if you keep in your own books, I would do it. I would keep your, I would take your gross. You know, now you're going to have to, you can't get that from Landstar. 
Well, I guess you could. You could get it from the settlement before the, uh, when you look at the Landstar settlement, the gross line hall's there. You could get it there. Uh, but you'd have to, you know, obviously do your own bookkeeping to do that. Uh, but that's what I do. I take the gross, take the net, and then, uh, but it's it's internal. It's for internal use only. So, what well, the <clears throat> the thing that I don't know baffles me about the rage against the thirty five percent. Um, it, I could. I was thinking about this. I thought about calling JB Hunt or Schneider, okay, or somebody else there, or just some random carrier, and saying, hey, if I lease my truck onto you, what are the terms of the contract? How's the contract work? And then they'll say, oh, well, we do this and we do that, and we provide this and we provide that, or we don't provide this and we don't provide, you know, you have to pay your own base plates, or we'll pay, we'll pay your plates, and we'll pay for your permits, and we give this percentage or whatever. Um, and I could then I could report on that, and I could say, okay, well, if you were on JB Hunt 360 or what it's called, uh, th this is the terms of the contract, and this is how it works. I'm not saying that that's good or bad. I can report and say, well, here's how it works. But for whatever reason with Landstar, they refuse to even consider, well, how does the contract actually work? What's the contract look like? What do you get for uh, 35%? What do you, you know, none of that, none of that comes into play. And and of course, I just noticed I went to our TikTok right now, and my 1099 TikTok has started making its way back. And the comment section is filled with morons. Well, I've been on, I've been on, I've never been anything but a 1099, and I think it's better. I pay less taxes. Okay, until the IRS gets a hold of you. And, look, and, and then there's not any way on God's green earth that you pay less taxes on 1099. That's the whole problem with it. You're paying your part and your employer's part too. That's just bullshit. The, you know, listen, you cannot argue with a moron. Okay, you They'll cannot drag you down have, to their you, level and beat you with. You cannot have a have a debate with someone who is a fucking idiot. Okay, there's no reason to do it. You just run and you just go the other way. Wait, you're wasting your time. Again, defending stupid decisions, rationalizing my own stupid mistakes. You know, listen, there, you know, you talked about the details, make the details. We got another saying we've adopted here and I stole it from an applicant. We demand excellence. OK, and we demand accountability. Yep. That runs off 90 percent of the people who want to come here because they don't want to do either one. All right. right. They dismount. It's lip service until it's time to do it. And the number one thing that gets most of them is the accountability part, because they expect us to believe that bullshit. Because they've they've driven around for 14 hours a day convincing themselves that that shit's true. And I can listen to 30 seconds of it and tell you how much bullshit it is. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what that is. If somebody tells you that I'm on a 1099 and I'm making less, making more money or paying less tax, that's just, com you cannot have a discussion with that person. They Brain might damage. as well be speaking Bengalese or some other language. You cannot have a discussion with that person. OK, it, it, it you, you'd be better off just walking outside and, you know, beating your head on something. You can't do it. So, you know, if you want to make these stupid decisions and then defend them, the only person that you're convincing is you. And by the way, if, when the IRS does come knocking, you'll have a hell of a time convincing them. OK, well, I, my my attorney, my accountant said do that bullshit, bullshit. Right. You found some accountant that, that does what you want to tell them to do. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I guarantee you don't get a CPA to sign that tax return. I promise you that. Well, uh, I can. I can. I, I, need, I need. I need some bourbon. I can compliment the the YouTube live audience because the the grammar and spelling in our TikTok comment section is evidence enough to shut down every government school in America immediately, permanently, forever. You're 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 done, y- y'all. You're finished. Get the hell out of here. Um, because my God, there and and it's like the matter they get, the worse they spell. Um, civil way, civil way. I got that one today from you. Civil civil way. Wear. I well, that's what got me in trouble in a homeschool group because I thought oh, it was hilarious. Okay. It was, yeah, yeah. it was, it was a picture. It was a screenshot of somebody selling something, probably in marketplace, and they had they said they had Mitch M I T C H match civil wear C I V I L. W H E R E. And then it said forks and knives. Civil where. Not silverware. Civil where. And so I put it in a homeschool group and I'm like, listen, it just when you think you're not doing okay, just 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 understand this person probably has a diploma. So you're, at least you're fine. And there was three or four of I mean that got offended and, and you know, everybody else thought it was hilarious. Um anyway. Um, hey, hey 81 froze up yours, okay? <laughs> that's phil <laughs> bengali is the native english language of bangladesh um listen i had a i had a, a, a an employee at the back in the dry cleaning days okay and her husband was in the military had been in the military <clears throat> so anyway she had taken in some uniforms and i'm looking at the invoice and i'm like what in the hell is this so I went up to her and I said, what is this item? Because we, we list the item and then we have like a description. So in case the tag comes off of it, we know to look for a red shirt or whatever. So this is like a, a uniform. And the description was C-A-M-E-L, second word, F-L-A-G-G-E, camouflage. <laughs> God help me. I listen, I'm a grammar Nazi and I can't help it. I know I have to quit. I got, I listen, I got, I pissed off a lot of people early, early on in Facebook because I would go through and correct. I would actually repost their post in, 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 in correct grammar. And I, I just got, I got destroyed. I, I just got destroyed. Yeah. So I quit. Well, and listen, hey, here's a public service announcement for everybody. I love speech to text. It's, it's really handy, you know when you, you don't feel like typing it out and you can hit that little button, proofreading is your friend. Yeah. Just take a second. Just take a second when you're going to use, because my problem is Siri does not understand hillbilly. Okay. And I have to enunciate, which I'm not real good at. I don't, there's no I'm, room. There's no room in trucking for enunciation. I'm Come not on. an enunciator. Okay. <laughs> There is no room here for enunciation. That's for sure. <laughs> Landstar took 35% of all intelligent people on social media. <laughs> um, let's get, let's get back to, well, uh, oh, I'm not, I'm going to I was going to talk about back grammar, but I'm, I'm going to keep that to myself. So oh, wait a minute. Here's a good one. They can't spell civil war, but civil, civil wear, but they can operate their own authority properly. Yeah. And file their own taxes. And then, yeah, I get it. I get it. Look, uh, somebody had a question about fuel mileage earlier. Let's, we'd probably need to talk about it. Uh, we need to talk about what uh, people. Is it this one about the sweet spot? No, no. We can talk well, about answer that, that one. And I'll well, it depends on what engine it is, Jared. Okay. If it's a Detroit, 
60 series is going to be from 1250 to 1325 typically somewhere in that range i don't i don't I, if it's a cummins or a cat i have no idea because i don't i've never driven one don't know anything about them but if it's one of our trucks and even a dd15 i honestly don't know the answer to that uh, you could take a you could take a scan gauge and figure it out with a little about a week's worth of worth of work you can figure it out but um i can d- give you the answer for the detroit 60 so uh, and, and, and and go ahead go ahead well the thing about the scan gauge you have to understand all it's doing is giving you feedback. Okay. It's, it's not, if it says 7.4 miles per gallon, that doesn't mean you actually got 7.4 miles a gallon. That's the result of an algorithm that was programmed in by the nerds at Detroit or Caterpillar or Cummins or whoever. Okay. But you can use that as feedback. Okay. It says 7.4, maybe that's 6.2. We don't know. But if you figure out how to make that number higher, you're in good shape. Listening to your truck. Um, smooth throttle application is key. Um, I, and I never thought about it until I rode with a guy one day a couple years ago. And he was just on the gas, off the gas, on the gas, off the gas. On the, and I'm like, dude, just put your foot and use the throttle position sensor. It'll show it. Just get to like 52, 53% and just hold it there. And if the truck slows down, it slows down. If it speeds up, it speeds up. Just give it smooth throttle application. But if you're pumping that fuel like you're digging for gold, you're, you're, you're wasting fuel. Smooth, steady throttle application. That, that truck and engine is only going to do what it's going to do. Gravity and air resistance, you know, the faster you go, the less fuel mileage you're going to get. Sometimes we have to drive fast to meet uh, customer commitments, but there are times that we don't. If you don't have to run fast to meet a customer commitment, slow the hell down. Smooth throttle application. It takes me, as when I'm driving, it takes me as long to get up to speed with an empty trailer as it does with a fully loaded trailer because I am not trying to be John Force. I'm not trying to prove how fast I can get through the gears. I'm going to smoothly accelerate through one gear. I'm going to upshift, and I'm going to smoothly accelerate through the next gear. But that's the going to be the difference. It's not one arbitrary thing. Well, I'm just going to drive 60. Not going to help you. I, there's no blanket answer. It's a, it's a, 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 a combination of things that involves with you being smooth and well, steady. It, it, but it does when you're specking a truck. That's when it comes in. There is a, there is, you know, knowing what that number is, and, and there's been some answers here that will answer your question, though. That's what you want the truck spec to do. But the variable there is you have to decide what your speed's going to be that you're going to operate under. It doesn't do any good to spec a truck to, for the sweet spot to be 1350 if you're going to drive at 70 miles an hour all the time when you're 1500. It just doesn't do any good. So you decide how you want to drive and how you will drive and then spec it to make that speed limit or that speed um, be the in the sweet spot. And that's how you decide how to spec a truck. Okay. Um, and I, I won't talk about Is speed limit. Is that the one limiters. you want? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. We can talk about that. Um, read Larry, I am running a truck right now and my fuel miles per gallon is 7.43. What key things uh, can I do to make my fuel 
mileage be a lot better? I'm using the catalyst. Well, at the D at the CMC over the 10, 12 years that it went on, we came up with about 67 things that affect fuel mileage. Uh, I'm not going to go into all those here, but um, if you'll just think about physics, okay? Aerodynamics is one. Make your truck as aerodynamic as possible, okay? Um, the type of truck that it is. I mean, if, it's a, if it's a classic and you're getting 7.43, if it had been a Columbia, you'd be at 8.43, okay? Automatically. Um, so aerodynamic, and the faster you go, the more, more aerodynamics matter, um, including the gap between the truck and the trailer, by the way. Um, the biggest thing we see is rolling resistance in the tires. That's the number one usual thing that affects fuel mileage is, is whether or not you've got, uh, tires that are made for fuel mileage. But there's a lot of, I mean, the, 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 the scan gauge and how you drive the truck is about 35% of the, the effect that you're going to have on fuel mileage. That's probably the biggest variable is retraining the driver, you know, to drive for fuel mileage. Um, but I mean, we could, we could go on and on and on. I mean, the catalyst is great. I mean, the catalyst obviously will help you with combustion. Um, but, um, you know, there's so many other things that, that affect fuel mileage. The, the thing about the scan gauge, like Chris said, it, it's not that it's accurate. But what it does is it tells you what you're doing right now and what effect it's having on your fuel mileage right now. So if everything you do, if all the habits that you create manage to make that scan gauge numbers higher, then you're going to improve your fuel mileage. And in learning what that is and continuing to do that uh, will, will be the, the big, one, of the, one of the biggest things. Um, but there's but there's lots there's lots of things that affect fuel mileage. I mean, all everything down to a, listen. I, listen, there people that get into this have an app on their phone that tell them the wind direction and how much wind is coming. You know, so I mean, there you can really you know there's a guy uh, there's a guy that's in that um, that's uh, what's his name? He wears a tie all the time. He's a driver that wears a tie. I can't think of his name right now. Uh, everybody knows him, but he's in the, that Freightliner group. He even takes the the the, the license plate off of his trailer and moves it out of the airflow so that that one more little resistance right there. i mean but that guy's getting nine ten we, we know one guy's getting 11 miles per gallon he has skirted underneath his trailer so it looks like a nascar on the bottom of it you know and he's got a splitter on the front of his truck so there's all these things that you can do to help fuel mileage it's unlimited um the the, the volvo guy now with the down speeding i mean he's getting great um, you know, great fuel mileage, Henry Albert. Thanks, Bill. Um, so you, 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 you just have to get into it. Um, if I think about it, I'll, po I'll get that list out. Those 67 things, uh, we can post it somewhere like you guys can read it. Um, but there's, there's a, a there's a bunch, a bunch of things, um, hummingbird. So listen, 7.3, 7. point, <laughs> I flipped it off. I flipped it over. Uh, 7.3 is, uh, is respectable. Okay. What kind of truck is it by the way? Can you, uh, can well, you and, and is it 7.3 like in scan gauge? Seven point, well, or, the I mean, fact, fuel gauges. the fact that he's giving me 7.43, I'm believing he's probably keeping up with it because it's not seven to seven and a half and eight and a half when I'm heavy and six and a half when I'm not and all that kind of stuff. So, okay. anyway, uh, respectable. So, you'll allow it. Uh, respond to us and let us know what kind of truck it is. Okay. And how you're getting to 7.43. 
uh, would you think the fuel catalyst would work in my 2012 VW Jetta TDI? <laughs> listen, well, listen, Bruce, I'm surprised, Bruce, you know, when we, when they started the catalyst on Kevin's show, I mean, I'm surprised when COVID came out, Bruce was like, well, have you tried the catalyst? You know, cause it, that's his answer for everything. It cured cephalus, I think. Yeah. Um, but there were people, you know, think back to, um, you know, the Kevin's show, like it or hate it, has a community around it, right? There's there's people that, um, and they test out all these products, and there were people, they put them in their Dodge pickup truck, and hell, they put them in their snowmobile, and they put them in, you know. Um, the big thing is, <clears throat> if you try it, see if there's a difference. But you have to have some measuring for, you know, the science. That's a big, that's a big thing these days, the science. Well, you've got to have a hypothesis and you've got to, you know, have the elements of a scientific experiment. So, you know, run it for a while and check your mileage and check and see how it runs and then put the catalyst in it and see, see what happens. So Evan, I, I know you're coming to the truck show. So if you'll go to the Pittsburgh power booth and talk to Dr. Jane, she's the person who invented the catalyst. Oh, she that. will tell you exactly whether or not that will work or not. Okay. So you can talk to the Dr. Fauci of Catalyst in oh, person, in person now. at the truck show. Speaking of the truck show, March 31st, April 1st in Louisville, Kentucky, a um, million and a half square feet of display under roof, everything from brand new trucks all the way down to brand new t-shirts and everything in between. Um, if you've never been there, uh, you would really, really enjoy the going and 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 seeing seven. There'll be seventy thousand truck drivers there over the weekend, so don't think you're going to get a load in there and a load out. Probably ain't going to happen. Um, do me do yourself a favor and don't get stuck in the Cardinal the uh, Cardinal Stadium parking lot uh, with your truck because you're not leaving until everybody leaves on Sunday. Um, but the good part about it is Chris and I will be there. We're going to be at the Pittsburgh Power Booth. Uh, and the Landstar booth on Friday and Saturday. We haven't set. We'll set our schedule and, and send it to you. But uh, if you guys want to come and talk to us and meet us and introduce yourselves, please look us up. Landstar booth is in the South Hall, I believe, the, where all the big trucks, our big display are, is. And then the the Pittsburgh Power booth is over in the West Wing, uh, where all the um, um, accessory stuff is. So, anyway, by the way, the the the, the truck show is free. But you do have to register before the end of February. Then it starts costing money after that. So, yes, it does. <clears throat> okay. Oh, Phil, bless his heart. Um, so Scott has put some links into the Facebook comments. Uh, where you know, just Google. Google's your best friend. G o o g l e. You can find uh, all all kinds of stuff. Uh, Willie Nelson, I am not drinking bourbon tonight. I am drinking a a flavored tea that is um, that is sweetened with uh, stevia, which is uh, non. Uh, it, it's a it, it it's a it's a natural sweetener, with zero calories, zero effect on your blood sugar, uh, but it's not like the little pink and yellow and blue packets where it kills you. So that's what I'm drinking. It's called Zevia tea. ZV Organic Tea. Y'all can see this. That's what it is. Um, now, I can't swear that there might not be a little bit of Blanton's in there, but I'm, I'm not sure. So, 
<laughs> okay. Um, you know, I should take notes during the week because there's times I'll be like, man, we haven't talked about it on the podcast. And then I get to the podcast and I completely forget uh, what it was I wanted to talk about. Um, well, there was, a, there was some kind of a post we were involved with that we looked at each other and said, that should be the podcast uh, subject. Matter look at your text because it, it's, I texted it to you. And you said, yeah, it should be one of them. So look back through your text early in the, early in the week. You should, you should see it. Um, does the catalyst help pre-emission trucks? Um, again, I can't make it. There you go. Again, I'm not an expert at it. We run the catalyst in all of our trucks that are EGR and later. So we're 04 and later we run the catalyst because it does keep the EGR system clean. And we use diesel, uh, diesel, uh, what is it? Diesel per particulate, diesel, what's it called? The diesel particulate filter. No, no, no. The no. people that clean the EGR out. Oh, DPF alternatives. DPF alternatives to clean up our EGR systems. And they give you a lifetime warranty if you're running the catalyst. That's how much they think of it. Uh, Pre-emission of that, I don't, we've had mixed reviews. We, I've, I've heard some people say that it helps a lot. It makes it run smoother. It was quieter. Da, 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 da. I've heard some people say it couldn't tell a difference at all. So I don't know the answer to that, Mark. Uh, I would say you probably need to just try it and see. Um, it's about 200 bucks for enough to do you for about six weeks. So, uh, and, and I think you do need to run it for a while before you make your decision. Cause I don't think the first two or three, you know, fuel, fuelings are going to make that big a difference, but I would just try it and see what do you got to lose. Okay. So a couple hundred bucks. <clears throat> I'm furiously going through all of our text threads trying to figure out what you're talking about, but I haven't, uh, I haven't found it yet. Here's uh here's now Bill Taylor is a known, uh, reliable source. Okay. So, um, he tried in his non EGR 14 liter fuel filter stayed a little cleaner. I think that's what that means to me. So uh, there you go. So it's, um, 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 there's one person's report for it. And I've heard this. I've heard a lot of people say that the engine runs smoother and runs quieter. I've heard that from a lot of people. <clears throat> Thanks, Bill. Good to hear from you, man. How's it, how's it going down? Now, you're, you're, are, you, are you close to uh, West Palm down there? Is that where you hang out during the wintertime? So, oh gosh, I wish I could find it. There were... Oh, well, we'll sell this one about the agent. So there was a, uh, there was an agent. That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there was an agent who has a bunch of consonants in his last name that I can't even pronounce. All right. It's Eastern European. And he posted in one of the Landstar groups that he had a load It picked up in here and delivered there and how much the money was. And so there was this bigoted jackass who, just constantly rails on foreign agents all the time. And the guy had said, here, I've got this load. I've got two loads and pays $2,400. And this guy commented and said, 3000 and send them both to me. And the response was, running your mouth about foreign agents daily tends to put you on a few do not use lists. Thank you. I'll pass. I'll pass. Um, now, mm. I had to go unblock the guy 
uh, that made the comment so I could just go and love this agent's response to him, and then I reblocked him. Um, it just blows my mind that is my is my response getting any getting any play? Oh, I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't I didn't know you responded. Yeah, I responded. Oh well, I don't. I, the only screenshot I have was before your comment, so I don't. Well, know. how can I find? It? I can find it here. Let me look at it real quick. Go ahead with your story, and I'll. I'll... It amazes me in 2023 that we are still valuing humans based on the geographical location of their mother's birth canal at the time of their birth or where they live. Um, the, these, these Facebook, and it's not just Landstar Facebook groups, but you know, um, here it's such a problem, um, that they just rail on and it can be little things like, Oh, well, a load canceled on me. It's the agent's fault. Well, have you ever had anything go wrong? Have you ever had to cancel a load? Have you ever had your truck broke down, something out of your control? Um, but I don't know. Maybe it's just the nature of American society because we're so constantly bombarded with fear-based propaganda. You know, well, if you experienced a problem, it's somebody else's fault, and it's probably that guy over there. And it's just, it's so old um, because in the thousands of loads that I've probably booked in my time at Landstar, the numbers are not in the favor of the native-born white people. I've, I, you know, if we're just going to count the guilty when it comes to canceled loads, I've probably had more direct loads canceled than I have 3PLs. I've had more... Uh, American agents cancel or have some do something wrong or do something dumb or somebody made a mistake. Um, but it's just fascinating to me that in 2023 we are still we're still blaming people uh, for problems. Surely uh, for no other reason than their geographical location on a map. It's just fascinating to me. But I loved that this one particular bigoted jackass got his comeuppance from at least one guy that was willing to tell him to fuck off. No, thank you. I'm not doing it. Have a nice day. I loved every minute of it. So here's my response. It's got so hard. It's gotten 15 hearts or thumbs up. Okay. Here's my response. And I can't pronounce his name either. Okay. Which Whatever. Was it in? Was it in official? It's in the Landstar official group. Yeah. Okay. So here's my response. I, I, I put his name in there. Right? It's Arnell something. Blah, blah, blah. I said, please ignore the narcissistic bigots in these groups and know that many BCOs are not anywhere close to thinking this way. The number of consonants in your name and where you're located has nothing to do with your ability to sell the services of Landstar. So um, it pretty much shut the thing down except for a bunch of um, likes and loves. So. Well, uh, good. Even, I'm, I'm even good. the, even the uh, person who made the, the derogatory comment hasn't responded. So I did see, though, he has a truck uh, that he needs to drive for today. <clears throat> of course. I bet he's a, I bet he is uh, an absolute barrel of fun to drive for too. Something about that <clears throat> Southern part of the country that with, with fleet owners down there. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, uh, I was going to talk about something here. We had another comment. I was going to ask. 
Oh, dead ears bad for a show. Um, it is. We we did, we haven't lost our um, um, we haven't lost our sound. We have we have two Seths now, which has created some um, some uh, some Seth confusion. Uh, Seth checking in. We're getting ready to have two Travises. We're gonna have a a Travis first name and a Travis last name. I think, aren't we? No, it's no. Way around. Two Warrens. Two Warrens. Okay, yeah, two Warrens. Sorry. Um, so we talked about the truck show. Um, well, I, I guess we can say this. Uh, we, we have put out some, we have responded to some people who have offered trucks for us to use. Uh, fortunately with the growth of the channel and the growth of the, the TikTok, the, uh, the number of responses has gone way up. And so, uh, we do have some more driver candidates coming in over the next few months. And, you know, we, we have a couple more people coming than we have trucks. So if you have an idle truck um, and you're not an idiot, uh, let I want you to really, really key on in on that not an idiot part. Um, if you're not an idiot and you um, uh, are capable of reading a contract, um, and understanding business, you can go to blueribbonlogistics.com slash least hyphen owner. And there's a form there that you can fill out and you can tell us about your truck and we will consider your truck for use in the program. Um, we just do a revenue split. We take care of everything. We take care of the driver, the payroll, and we give you a direct deposit every week when we're done. Um, now, this me- is for select Truck owners, all right. Thank Just because you. you have a truck does not mean we're taking your your you or your truck. Because I might want your truck, but I might not want you. You know. So there's an interview process. I understand how this program started. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's not. We we do not want you to go buy a truck and bring it to us. Okay. This is not an investment opportunity. We don't want you to bring bring us a truck that you owe money on. Okay. If you have a truck that is sitting around because you are tired of trying to find drivers and you understand that when you start hiring drivers, you're now in the HR business and no longer in the trucking business and you want the truck operated properly um, with the drivers paid on a W-2 not being pimped out. If you want to be, if you'll be responsible and, and, and responsive, when we need you to do something to the truck that it needs, um, especially bringing it to us ready to go, um, we'll run that truck for you. All you have to do is sit back and, and answer the phone if we have a problem maintenance-wise or um, go to the bank on Friday morning and get your money. We'll do everything else. We don't want you to do anything else, okay? We're perfectly capable of managing the truck. Um, for whatever reason, why it's sitting may to tell us whether and how capable you were of running the truck. But anyway, we do have more demand than we have trucks. We haven't bought trucks in a little while because the price has been so nuts. We are looking at buying some trucks this year. But in the meantime, if you guys have got trucks that are sitting around, weeds growing around them, and they could be utilizing our program, 
giving somebody here a chance to come and learn in our program and, uh, and, and make themselves a good living and uh, make you a return on your investment that's sitting there in the weeds, then give us a call. But don't misunderstand this. We do not want you to go buy a truck and then want us to bring, to put it on here. We're not going to do it. Okay. So it's not an investment program. It's just a utilization of an asset that you're not using right now that's paid for. Okay. So that's how this works. <clears throat> yes. So just, uh, and, and I guess I should also, let me put this up here because we, we got a, we've got a website or I'm, I'm sorry, website. We got a, uh, an email, uh, account now that's just kind of set up for, um, correspondence and that is BRLS podcast at gmail.com. That's the easiest way for us to kind of funnel that communication in to us because the emails sometimes come in hot and heavy. And, and then if they come to my email with all the other stuff I got going on, it's easy for me to miss them. But if they go to the podcast email, they're all there together, and then we can kind of one by one go through um, and make sure that we get to them. Because I have I have gone and a week or so later, and I look at my email, I'm like, oh, somebody asked me a question, and I completely missed it. So make note of that email address. <clears throat> Dwayne Hillsman, how do you shift your mindset from making 40, 50 a year to 90 to 100, but not overspend, unnecessarily spend, have a save, li- save slash live life balance? I'm only 24. Oh, buddy. The fact that you're answering that question tells me you'll be a millionaire someday. Um. Um, you want me to take that? Go ahead. We'll put it back up. Put it back up there. So if you're, if if you can, if you're making 40 to 50 a year as a 24 year old and you're living on that, which I surely hope you are, this is very, very easy to do. And I'll promise you right now, I'll make you a jillion dollars in your lifetime. If you listen to me right this minute. Okay. When you start making 90 to a hundred, keep living like you're a 24 year old making 40. Okay, put all the rest of that in investments, long term investments. Okay, because the magic of compound interest and the time value of money will turn that into jillions of dollars by the time you're 65. That it's very, very easy. Just don't change your lifestyle. All right. Live like you are right now. Now, when it gets to the point where you can go write a check for that big truck. And you're not taking all your retirement away and you're not taking your emergency fund away and all that sort of stuff. Fine. Reward yourself. But right now, just live like you're living. Okay. That, I mean, that's the whole, that was that exactly how we did this program. You know, when we started this program, you could come here and you could make 90 to hundred a year. Right now, we're probably more like 80, 80 to 90 a year. But if you live, listen, we follow the Dave Ramsey program to the T minus the religious touch to it. Okay. So if you listen to Dave Ramsey and you understand what he's saying, if you live right now like nobody else does, someday you'll be able to live like nobody else does. That's exactly what we're talking about. So, so many people, their, their lifestyle changes with their in, income, and so they're, all, they're broke. You know, there are millionaires that are broke because their, their, their expenses exceed what they make. So just understand, live beneath your means, save money, save money. Nobody saves money anymore, okay? Nobody can write a check. 
That's why all these people got a business. They can afford the payments, but they can't fix the damn truck when it breaks down. All right. Just because you can make the payment doesn't mean you can afford it. You can't. So live as, with as little expenses as you can. Cut stuff, okay? Cook in the truck. Whatever, whatever you can do to keep your expenses down and put that money away. And then eventually you'll be able to do anything you want to and pay cash for it. And you'll be wealthy and you won't have to be worrying about fuel being $6 a gallon 20 years from now. Okay, so that's the answer to that question. Very, very easy. But thanks for asking it, Dwayne. And if you're 24 and this is your situation, you got a bright future if you'll just get your head on right. And if you've not met Mr. Dave Ramsey, you need to find him. Okay, so anyway, thanks. <clears throat> What's Evan asking us now? You're muted, Chris. Sorry. Um, well. Be honest, we don't teach uh, tr uh, truck driving. We we end up I end up teaching truck driving because truck driving schools and and carriers don't teach people how to drive trucks anymore. Um, I float. You know, I have I have floated for twenty five years. Um, double clutch is the proper thing, but I'm going to go back to what I said about fuel mileage. Smooth and steady. You know, if you're trying to bang gears like you got a Linko transmission, it's bang, 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 bang. You know, uh, you're not in a damn hurry. That that truck is not going to get going any faster if you are banging through the gears. You are going to be a lot easier on differentials. You're going to be a lot easier on U-joints. You know, uh, I was watching a video that, and we, we I'm going to do this on one of the trucks. You take a drive shaft, okay, and you got a yoke on each end. You set a level on one end of the drive shaft on the yoke, and you get it level. And once you get that one level, go over the other side and see if that one's level too. And that will tell you if that drive shaft has a twist in it. Drive shafts will twist over time. And if you think about, let me try to, if you think about the two yokes, right? Well, if you get those out of time and they're like this, it'll cause a vibration. Well, what do you think is going to happen if you've got two U-joints that are perfectly aligned from one another and they start to get twisted out of, out of line? And they will twist over five, six, seven hundred thousand 700,000 miles. A drive shaft is one of the things that you have to look at when you get a truck. Take it to a driveline shop and have them check it. They might need to cut one end off of it or cut both ends off of it and put a new tube in there because that tube is going to twist over time. Well, I can promise you one of the ways it's going to get twisted is by John Force trying to bang through all the gears. Um, you know, we we treat these trucks like they're indestructible, and they're just not. Um, I moved, we, So we have a guy brought a truck in, BCO. It's uh, 07, 06, Columbia with a Mercedes midroof. You can tell, and you could tell. No, this it, it's an, it's an 04. Oh, that's right. No, it's an 03. No, it's an 03. It's an 03. Not, it's not EGR 03. Yeah. yeah. So this truck is 20 years old. Okay. And I get in it and it is spotless. I mean, you can tell that this truck has been owned by an operator, right? Um, it is smooth as, I drove it, I just only drove it across the street to move it from one stop to another. Um, but this truck is smooth as glass. And Larry's truck was like that before Seth totaled it. 
Um, <laughs> sorry, had to. Um, but here, I you know, when I, because I'd never driven a truck over with over a million miles until I came here, all right? And the first truck I got was over, it was a million five, I think. Um, and it had full three axle air ride. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is, I didn't know Freightliners could run this good. But then I get into Larry's truck, a truck that's pretty much been, with a couple of exceptions, been operated by one person for a million and a half miles. And, dude, that transmission, even today, you know, if you could drive it right now, that transmission is 1.8 million miles on it, and it's smooth as silk. It, the, 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 the shifter doesn't go all like this because it had one person that was gentle with it and showed it some respect. So... Um, I'm sure there's a difference between floating and double clutching, whatever. Um, but if you are smooth shifting, it's not going to matter. <clears throat> Just so you know, I double clutched. Did you? Yep. Okay. Well, congratulations. You're a double clutcher. Okay. Uh, what, isn't that isn't that ap- apropos though? Wouldn't I be a double clutcher? You would be one hundred percent. Talk about the ten thousand dollar triangle. This is such a smart ass. Phil, talk about the ten thousand dollar drawing to the multiple truck owners. That doesn't exist. So, Phil's in the comment section causing trouble. He he's the one drinking the bourbon. Okay. <clears throat> oh, here's a good one for me. Did you tell what all you carry in the four toolboxes you carry with you? Yes. Oh, y'all, y'all better go get a drink. It's going to take a while. Okay. <clears throat> I have one that has electrical tools in it. All right. I have a pair of uh, cutters that are also a crimper. I have a wire stripper. I have a test light. I have a voltmeter. I have various uh sizes of solderless butt connectors i have a little handheld torch to heat those because i get the good kind they kind with the heat shrink don't get that cheap shit from the truck stop get the kind that that once you crimp them then you put heat on them um i have uh in this same box i I bought heat shrink little ring terminals you know with different sizes so you know if you have something that's got a hook to the battery um Electrical tape, you know, just electrical stuff because... Test light. I said test light. Okay, sorry. Uh, test light, voltmeter. And then I have I have this really handy little tool set I've got from Walmart for like $90. And it's got two drawers in it, and it's got Torx bits. It's got, you know, your basic quarter-inch, 3-H drive socket set, you know, and it was like $95 at Walmart. Um, then I have... Um, uh, combination wrenches, you know, box in on one end and open in on the other. Uh, mainly on big trucks, they're standard. So anywhere from, you know, seven sixteenths up to inch and a inch and an eighth. Um, uh, I have, uh, you know, hammers. Uh, you know, I've got the big one, the Tonya Harding. Um, <laughs> Uh, vice grips, you know, I you've mean, used John force tonight and Tanya Harding. I yeah. bet there's not 50% of the people listening and even know who those people are. Richie knew <laughs> when I, when I, when I pointed to the truck, I said, Hey, get me that Tanya Harding. He said, you talking about this big ass hammer? And I'm like, yes, I am. I bet um, he can't tell you why. No, he said, ain't that the girl, the ice skater? And I said, yeah, congratulations, right. Richie. 
Um, you know, so, so socket sets, electrical tools, hammer, vice grips. Uh, I found these really handy little things at uh, Harbor Freight. They look like little screwdrivers. They're only about this long, but they're like a pick. There's four of them, and they're, yeah. you know, like a pick, yeah. and one's angled like this because right. sometimes you're trying to just dig at something. Right. Um, they're also now, good to get, get stuff between your teeth out. So Now, I will tell you this. I was telling Richie this today because we were talking about, you know, just buying equipment, investing and stuff, and I said, look, when I put the hood and stuff on Rocky's truck after it was wrecked, um, for payment for that, Rocky bought me a – Milwaukee half inch drive impact and then the little quarter inch drive impact and a couple batteries and a um y'all it was life changing. Okay. I never would have bought that stuff for myself because that's what's well, too expensive. If you're gonna operate a truck, you need a Milwaukee half inch drive impact, five hundred foot pound or whatever it is, and you need the little the little quarter inch drive one that's like a little imp because it's it's a lot thinner and holding your hand, but then I got the two little boxes of all the bits and stuff. Y'all, life-changing. Life-changing to have that. So that's that's pretty much it, you know. Uh, but, you know, a basic socket set, some electrical stuff, and a tool bag that's got the Milwaukee stuff in it. That's what you need. And BFH. Uh, <laughs> I'm going down the road right now for four dollars a mile with my stretch three eighty nine land stars on the shoulder breakdown. <laughs> oh gosh. And your point oh, is? Yes, Bill, a magnet and some duct tape. Oh yeah. If you can't duck it, <laughs> it's broke. You okay? also need some bailing wire. Uh bailing wire's handy. It really it is. is. Absolutely. Um uh, but especially one of those that little extendable magnets, you know, where, you know, you got, you've dropped something, you could go down and get it. Um, uh, yeah, that's, that stuff's a, I mean, I don't carry, I carry a duffel bag that's got clothes in it and the rest of it's, uh, rest of it's tools, you know, cause I just need to be able to do and Torx bits. Okay. For the love of all that is good and kind. Especially if you're going to drive a freight liner when you take the dash part. <sighs> Got a visual aid. I picked this one up at uh, Lowe's. It's cobalt, but it's got the little Torx bits. I mean, you know, that just something like that. I mean, that's better than nothing. But the number of times that somebody's had a problem, I'm like, well, do you have any tools? No, I don't have any tools. How can you, how can you, well, never mind. Because just about everybody at some point has watched me work on one of our trucks. You know, and when I went out for that week, everyone, and I bought this cool thing at Harbor Freight that's stackable toolboxes, you know, and it'll stack up about four or five feet high. And they're, then they're individual boxes. I took that stuff with me, um, every bit of it, you know. So I had, I guess there's four or five toolboxes I took with me for one week on the road because I'll be damned if I'm going to be on the side of the road um, b because of some little thing that I could fix with a couple of wrenches, you know, there's just no way I'm going to sit there and wait for some jackass to show up and charge me $700 to, 
to fix something that I could have fixed in 20 minutes if I just had my tools with me. <clears throat> I know somebody could have used that 500, that 500 foot pound impact wrench a couple of days ago. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let me roll back through the comments one more time. Um, I'm I'm going to promise y'all that I'm going to keep better notes this week because uh, I always think of good stuff to to talk about. Uh, <clears throat> the, oh, I missed this, Clarence. Uh, this I'm assuming he's talking about the uh, our guest Scott. Um, I would assume that his podcast is like any other. You'll find it on any um, any podcast player. It's called "What Was That Like." Do we have a do we have a graphic for him? What was that like? Um no, but I will come up with one. We need that. Uh, do, 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 do. Well, I'm running out of stuff to talk about. <laughs> Richie. Oh gosh. Talk about breaking shit. Guess who just broke an airline? Well, um, I've showed you plenty of times how to fix one. So. Well, Will, Willie has called us. Willie's busted us. He's found the real reason. Oh, well, you know what? That That is a fantastic point that I didn't think about, um, which generally NASCAR's over by the time we, we would broadcast. Um, anyway, so uh, I just like – I like it being over. You know, we'll have the weekend finished and – um, and we'll, uh, cause it, cause it's not about you guys. It's just about him, right? Well, the customer comes first, right? We're in the business to serve customers. Yeah. Well, we're going to serve them just fine on Friday night. <laughs> uh, I think, listen, I think we're going to do a better job on Friday night than we will on Sunday night. So I, I don't know. We've never run out of things to talk about on Sunday night before here on Friday night where we're an hour into it. And we're done. Yeah. Uh, well, no, we're an hour and a half into it. That's about time. Yeah. We're an hour and a half is good, you know. Yeah, that's a, that's a good, so that's a good even number. Ev so. Everybody, remember to uh, to check out our our new sponsor, the What Was That Like podcast. Um, I'm actually looking forward to listening to some of these, because um, those, I mean, if you if you get into some of those, especially true crime stuff, I mean, the the miles will melt away. If you're, you remember, I put you onto that one. Um, it was the serial thing. It was about that guy down in Alabama. Yeah, yeah I do. Uh, yeah. Boy, yeah. that's that story had more turn twists and turns than a bucket full of snakes. It did. Um, it what did. Was that called? Oh, it was fantastic. I'd love to recommend it. Um, but it was by the same people that did, um, the serial podcast, and it was about this guy in Alabama, and he was crazy, just straight up crazy, and you don't see the halfway point of the story coming and it hits you in the mouth like a truck. Um, the guy, the guy put, he collected antique clocks or something. He, yeah, he made he clocks. A, or, yeah. 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 It was fascinating. <laughs> I would, I'd, I'd love to tell y'all, uh, serial podcast, uh, John, I think it was John B. McLemore, uh, S town. That was right. S town. Because he hated he hated that little town that he lived in in Alabama, and he called it Shit Town. That's it's just Shit Town. Oh, it was great, fantastic! If y'all haven't heard the S Town podcast, 
go listen to it. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bill, we announced it on the free, on the on our on our website. <laughs> what was it like to survive a Larry Long special? <laughs> There's a few people. Not, that can tell not many people. Not many people can 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 witness that. Okay. <clears throat> not many people live to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. I think we have. We're now thirty-one. That's good enough for now. So Hi. everybody, Hi. tell everybody. Bill, Bill was surprised to find us on today. Uh, but yeah, this is a new. We're trying out a new schedule, Bill. Uh, so we will be back with you uh, next Friday night. Uh, I'm I'm getting a little mini vacation next week for a day. So look you're welcome. To that. You're very Thank welcome. You. Yeah, Larry bought my wife and I a trip. And uh, for Valentine's Day, so we're going to go enjoy that without my phone. Uh, so I'm going to get yeah, probably 24 hours away from the phone. So that'll, that'll be nice, maybe. You guys take care of each other out there. I, I, I ran across something this week that I didn't know I was getting into until I already read about half of it. And there was a Landstar driver that posted a suicide note this week and, and killed himself. And, yeah. um, you know, it, 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 uh, it, it's a tough job out there, guys. You know, it's a tough job. It's lonely, and uh, y'all, y'all look after each other, okay? Um, and, and if you guys if, if you guys ever get to the point where you think it's, it's hopeless, talk to somebody, okay? Because I promise you it's not. Yeah. It's, like, it's just driving, okay? It's just a truck. So um, let's, let's keep, you know, let's keep what's serious, serious, and what's not, not. But um, take care of each other. Be nice. You never know what somebody's going through, you know? Yeah. So, so be well, nice. There's a, and there's a, there's a helpline. Uh, you just dial nine eight eight, and it's a, it's like a suicide helpline. So, I noticed that I noticed that Ronnie Haddon was trying to organize one of those in the front of the Facebook groups. I'm thinking to myself, I don't know if some of these people uh, would would help anybody in that situation. They might make them go ahead and, oh yeah, <clears throat> you know. So Ooh, they'll drive you to drink. That's for sure. That's for um, sure. All right. Well, well guys, everybody... we, appreciate, we appreciate you. The Friday nights are going to work, I think, really nicely. So pass the word. And uh, uh, remember, if you want to check in the, out the program, um, blueribbonlogistics.com, uh, the 2023 master class details are there. Our next uh, class is forming on February the 25th. Uh, you probably don't have time to get in on that one right now because it takes that long to get to, to Landstar. But we'll have our next um Class will start the week after the truck show, the first yep. of April. So if you want to get in on this uh, education here, uh, get with us and let's. Uh, and the, you guys that have trucks that need to have drivers in them, um, get a hold of us, and so we can put the two of you guys together. Okay. So, anyway, uh, thanks, thanks everybody. Have a great week, and we'll see you Friday night. See y'all.